Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and I am flying solo this week. We're going to do a little bit of an experiment here, okay? So bear with me. I, uh, I had Brig take the week off. Um, he's he's tending to some family matters right now. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, and I've spoken to Brig about this, as we've kind of come up with this together, about how we'd like to present this. But his for, for anyone who doesn't know, his wife has been battling um, Hodgkin's lymphoma for a while now um if you'd like updates and find ways that you can help there is a link to tiff's caring bridge site in the doobly-doo so you can follow that and and, uh, brig posts updates to her status there Uh, one way we have been supporting tiff as you'll notice here is with the hashtag rally for the number four rally for tiff on all social media post a picture of yourself wearing rally cap i've got the stack going today and uh, use hashtag rally for tiff um that's one way that we've been showing our support for both brig and tiff okay anyways ways you can get in touch with the show let's go through it you can join our vip or uh, our facebook group it's a uh, nine plus us vip search nine plus us and it'll come up if you're not a member already, go ahead and send us a request. We will add you to the group. There's great conversation right now. One of our members, Jason D'Agostino, is doing – it's caused a lot of debate, but it's uh, it's a bracket for the most overrated player ever. So as you can imagine, there's been some debate as to some of the players that have been named there. I will give a disclaimer for him in his <laughs> in his favor. Uh, he, he didn't do any filtering. Anybody who was submitted on the group uh, went into the bracket. So you will see Mike Trout. And to my dismay, Ken Griffey Jr. is in the bracket as well. So hop on there. You can you can vote in the bracket. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. There's some good, good fun conversation going on there. You can also submit to the mailbag. There is a link in the doobly-doo for every single episode for you to be able to submit to our mailbag. Submit questions, comments, anything you want us to talk about, uh, any kind of topics you'd like to hear about, snide remarks, whatever. Send it our way. We love it. All of it. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Baseball Together or Twitter at Baseball, the number two, together. That's Baseball Together on Twitter. All right. So... Let's get into this. Here we go. We've got some stuff that's been going on. You know, I almost uh, I almost just took the week off without Brig, but then I thought, man, you know, there's just there's too much, too much going on between the players and the owners right now um, that's holding up getting this season started for me to for me to skip. So went ahead, decided to, to fly solo and share some of my thoughts with you guys on some of these things that are going on right now. So first, baseball's favorite on and off again couple is back at it again alex rodriguez jennifer lopez are back trying to buy the mets once again (laughs) it's it's too funny to me that they're back 
back trying to do this again. They're they're getting with J.P. Morgan Chase trying to get a billionaire to uh, to be the primary investor. I read that they are throwing in hundreds of millions of their own dollars to to try to get this done because they really want to buy the Mets. Um, you know the Wilpons. They're asking 1.2 billion. Oh, sorry, no, that's what Forbes valued the team at. Forbes valued the team valued the team at 1.2 billion, and I believe the Wilpons are asking more than that. However, it's so the Wilpons also own SNY, right? That's where you're gonna watch Knicks games and, and things like that, and obviously Mets games. Um, SNY is profitable, right? TV networks are typically profitable. Profitable especially established ones like that. But the problem that they have is the Mets don't seem to be profitable. I, I believe I read that they lost $40 million last year. And with everything coming up with the with the COVID-19 pandemic, they're set to lose even more on the Mets. So it seems like the Bill Ponds really want to get out. Um, Aaron J-Lo might be able to get in at a discount, which is what they were initially looking for earlier with their previous investor that they really wanted to get the team at a, at a discounted rate. And, you know, if the Wilpons get desperate enough to sell that team, they might be able to. So keep your eye on that. We might have A-Rod sitting in an owner's box here whenever we have baseball again. You know, probably not this year, but maybe next year if, uh, if we get baseball then. So watch for that. So let's get to the important stuff that happened this week. Well... Given everything, like I mentioned, with the with the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, owners are feeling like they're a little little strapped for cash right now. Their possibility, I mean, it's obviously going to be a shortened season. Uh, worst case scenario, no season at all. So owners are feeling like they've got to they've got to pinch pennies here and there and and save. So what they've done is this week a bunch of teams went through and cut a ton of minor leaguers. Um, because of this, David Price with the Dodgers has said that he's going to uh, give $1,000 to each player in the Dodgers organization uh, who's not on the 40-man roster. He's going to give each player in the minor league system $1,000 of his own money uh, in June to help them get by, which is actually a little bit less than what they'd be getting from the team, but it's better than nothing because those teams, a lot of teams have said after May 31st, after, you know, as of, as of today, June 1st, they're not going to be paying those, those players. So David Price is kicking in uh, $1,000 of his own money, and there's about 200 players in the minor league system who are not going to be on, on the 40-man roster. So $200,000 of his own money, that's pretty good. But there are eight teams, eight teams who have said they will be paying players through the rest of what would be the minor league season. So because of the history of roster expansions in September, the minor league season is typically over... Um end of August ish beginning of September. So these teams have said they're going to be paying their players through the end of August through what would normally be the minor league season. You've got the Minnesota twins, Kansas city Royals, Seattle Mariners, uh, Miami Marlins, San Diego Padres, Cincinnati Reds, the Houston Astros. And those teams are actually not making any cuts. They're not cutting any minor leaguers. They're saying, We'll keep you on our in our system, and we'll pay you through the end of the minor league system just as if you were playing normally. Now, the Boston Red Sox cut 22 players last week, but they'll continue to pay the rest of their minor league system through the season, through the end of August. So, 
kind of a little bit of a double-edged sword there with the Red Sox. A bummer that they cut all those guys, but at the same time, it's good that they're playing, paying the guys that they kept around. So there's, there are a couple things with this. I understand if you're not – because it doesn't look like there's going to be a minor league season. I, I think that's why teams did this. They're, they're kind of bagging the minor league season, and then they'll come back and fill out their rosters next year as needed, depending on what kind of season they have. We've talked before that this year, if there was a minor league season, it might only be from, like, advanced A up or short season A up, um, that there wasn't going to be, you know, Arizona, Dominican Summer League – or advanced rookie that we're going to start at short season A. But it doesn't look like any of that's going to happen. Next year, though, I mean, the, the season is going to be impacted next season most likely, and we could be seeing possibly that kind of format. So these teams won't have to go through and fill out their rosters as much. But, again, that's just speculation. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. But the overall effect of this is you look at these teams who have kept everybody, they're paying everybody, through the end of August, they didn't make any cuts. You've got the Twins. They they signed some free agents, but mostly they built through their farm system. The Royals won a World Series with their farm system. The Mariners are relying relying heavily on their farm system for the future, so they don't want to break any trust with anybody in that in that system because they're planning on those guys being the ones who take them to the promised land eventually. Um, the Marlins, uh, I believe Derek Jeter is building through the farm system right now. The San Diego Padres, Manny Machado claimed that, quote-unquote, the, the farm system was why he went to San Diego in the first place. And you've got the Reds who have guys here and there, but they're so strapped for cash with Joey Votto's contract. They kind of have to keep minor leaguers around. And then you've got the Astros. That's how they won a World Series. They won a World Series um, by building through their, their farm system and banging on trash cans. So these teams rely heavily on their farm system, so that's why they're not cutting anybody. Everybody else, you know, there are a lot of teams like the Dodgers who build – through free agents because they can attract them. You know, why would I keep a bunch of, as Brig has said in the past, sparring partners around for guys if I don't, if we don't need them to build a successful team. So it's, it's interesting to see the philosophy of different teams as they cut players, as they decide not to pay them or to pay them. So keep an eye on, on the teams that you see who are willing to keep guys around because that, that seems to be kind of the trend that I've noticed. All right. Here comes the real meat of it all. What we've got is proposals going back and forth between MLB and the Players, Players Association. MLB sent over, well, let's start with this first. Way back in March when play stopped, MLB and the Players Association agreed on prorated salaries. Whatever percentage of the season was paid, played, that's the percentage of their full salary guys would be getting paid for the, for the course of the entire season. Now, MLB has sent a new proposal to players, and not so good. They've said, okay, let's take that prorated salary, say, uh, they, they proposed 82 games, which is a, like a hair over 50% of the season, right? Because 162 games, 81, and then they you know, proposed 82 for an even number. Well, the problem that we're having now is that owners are wanting to basically pay guys based on a sliding scale based on what they make. You know, they want to they want to take down guys. So if it it's kind of confusing. I've got a tweet here from from Jeff Passon where he broke it down really easily. Okay, so let me go through this. The guys who are getting the most of the contract obviously are going to be the 
um, the league minimum, guys. Okay, so the league minimum is five hundred sixty-three thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, that was going to be the league minimum this year, and and so if players are paying playing fifty percent of the of the regular season. Uh, that's going to take that down to about uh, two hundred and eighty-one, eighty-two thousand dollars, and then they want to cut down from there to pay them ninety percent of that. Okay, so you've got the league minimum guys making two hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars on the season. That is less than fifty percent of what they were going to be getting this season, and then it goes all the way up. And so you've got Mike Trout, who's who is going to make um, about thirty-seven million dollars a season, and it ends up with him on the sliding schedule. He was sliding scale, sorry. Uh, he was going to make only five million dollars of that this season, whereas with the prorated at a fifty percent season, at half a season, you know, thirty-seven million dollars, half of that—that's eighteen and a half million dollars that he would have made. So he's losing an additional. $13 million. And I understand, you know, for the average fan, it's like, yeah, okay, that's astronomical amounts of money. But at the same time, the way that I see it is that these owners, they signed these, they offered these players these contracts. They agreed to these contracts and they said, you know, if we, we play so many games, this is what you'll make. You know, if, if you play 50% of the games, you make $18.5 million <laughs> on the season. So for them to try to submit that sliding scale, it's pretty obvious. Um, I actually saw Trevor Bauer and his agent, Rachel Luba, talking about this the other day. And, I, and this, is, this is the exact same thing that I thought when I saw it, is they're trying to put dissension in the ranks among the players because the – the league minimum guys are like, well, yeah, I've got to get paid. I've got to make my money this year. Yeah, I'll take pretty much 50% of that, you know, basically 40 to 45% of what, what I was going to be making for half a season. Absolutely. But then you've got, you know, the the elite, the elite players at the very top of the, of the food chain who are going to be like, absolutely not. You know, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get those, those players kind of button heads on that, but it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. It seems like everybody is banded together and said, no. We will not agree agree to this because it's egregious, and and I totally agree with them that the owners just they can't they can't submit something like that. And Tony Clark, who is the president of the MLB Players Association, uh, has said that they're going to submit a counter offer. Okay, they're going to submit something that says you know instead of 82 games, we want 100 games because. Not only does that mean more money for the players, that means more revenue for the owners, potentially based on on TV rights, right? The more games you have on TV, the more money you bring in. And I'll get into that in a little bit, some kind of some ideas that MLB should, should take from the KBO. But it's it's so frustrating to watch it, you know, that, that the the owners and the players are, are already – butting heads so so harshly over this when baseball has an excellent opportunity to come back to be the the only team sport it's like just go out there and play the money will sort itself out because i mean going going back to the kbo what they've done is yeah they don't have any fans in their stands either they've they've sold advertising space in the outfield seats they have banners across some of those seats and if major league baseball were to do that I'm not saying it would make up the difference, but if they charged, you know, 
a, a, a premium for those because you're going to see them. You see them throughout the broadcast. It would it would help, you know. It would definitely help with the cost. Um, so I don't I don't understand why the owners are digging in so deep because Rob Manfred, our good buddy Rob, has said that a lost season is going to cost Major League Baseball and the owners four billion with a capital B, four billion dollars. Every game with no fans means six hundred and forty thousand dollars of lost revenue okay that seems like a no-brainer to me i mean let's do some quick math here let's see so if we have um six hundred and forty thousand dollars times that by 82 um that's about five million dollars five and a half if my math is right i might not be carrying the one but Either way, that seems like a no-brainer. Go ahead and come back. Let things sort itself out financially because not only are you taking a financial hit this year, you're going to take a financial hit in the future because if you're squabbling over over money like this, like say like so one of the notoriously poor owners in the league is the owner of the athletics, okay? And let's say I, I believe I want to say he's worth around $2 billion or the A's are, okay? Now, if you have... Um, if you have a, a team like that, like I said, one of them, I mean, they made a movie about how not necessarily cheap or poor, but like cheap, how cheap the owner is for the, for the A's. If you have $2 billion, okay, you can hear me clicking all the zeros on there for billions. And then you have a guy making the league minimum, or you, you could even go to Mike Trout. Mike Trout's making $37 million this year. Okay. Let's go like that. Thirty mil, thirty-seven million is only if I can click the right buttons. It's only one point eight percent, one point nine percent of two billion. So, how about this? You have a dollar, and somebody says, "Hey, can I spare some? Can you spare some change?" Yeah. Even two pennies. That's all that is. I mean, come on now. It's not that much based on what he's worth. And and these owners, this isn't their primary source of income. These teams aren't. So for them to say, like, we're, ta- we're losing all this money, like, well, a lot of you are losing money anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand it's a bigger chunk now than it was before. But you've, it, I don't know. It, it's almost like the owners are banding together uh, like the players are. But it, there's the players are banding together for their financial success in the future. And the owners are, are banding together to help the bigger markets because not having a season is actually going and And really the sliding scale is helping the bigger markets. You've got, you've got uh, New York with a big payroll. You've got the Dodgers with a pretty big payroll. They've got a couple of big contracts on there, like, you know, and by having this sliding scale, it helps them out by not paying those guys so much, you know, like you've got the Seattle Mariners who I always go back to the Seattle Mariners because I'm such a big Mariners fan. I pay attention to what stuff that they do. Um, but they don't have a massive payroll. They've got, you know, they've got Yusei Kikuchi, who is supposed to make $15 million this year. But who else? You know, Kyle Seeger's had to make some money. Um, 
it's it just doesn't make sense to me that that these owners are trying to stiff these players so much. I mean, one thing to me is, are they trying to not have a season this year? You know, like, are they are they positioning themselves? Are both sides trying to position for the CBA? Trying to position their. I mean, are they digging in, and posturing? For negotiating when it, with the CBA because that expires the end of the 2021 season. You know, is, is this what it's going to look like the end of the 2021 season? It's going to feel like there won't be baseball in 2022 because it sure feels like we're not going to have baseball this year to me, unfortunately. I mean, obviously, I would love it if there was. But, I mean, fans are no fans in the stadiums. I just want to watch baseball on TV. That's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, I, I like watching the KBO, but I – MLB is just that much better of a product, and I, I, I want to have it, you know, and I'm sure we all do. So it's frustrating to watch this and see the potential of what could happen in the future with with the CBA. That these two these two sides obviously do not like each other. It's clear that the MLBPA does not like Rob Manfred, and they're not willing to they're not willing to give when it comes to anything that he's that he's bringing to them from the owners because. There's there's an obvious lack of respect there, and it's it's frustrating to watch as a fan because you know, like they always say, billionaires arguing with millionaires. Ninety nine percent of us can't relate to it, so it's it's frustrating to watch, and we and we just want to watch baseball. That you know, you, you've heard former players Tom Glavin, Chipper Jones saying, you know, that that fans are really not going to be very happy if the season doesn't happen because players can't agree on a pay scale based on what the owners are proposing. And I agree, fans are not going to be very happy at all. I mean, we lost the rest of, like, the second half of the 94 season because of a, a player strike, and there have been fans who still have not come back because of that. We Major League Baseball could lose a group of fans because they didn't take the opportunity that they had to come back and play during the coronavirus pandemic. And yes, there are certain risks that the players are not willing to take. I understand that there are certain risks financially that the owners are not going to be able to take or not going to be willing to take. But I've, I've said it before that owning a baseball team is not an investment. It's a toy. I mean, I guess it is technically an investment because it always appreciates, but at the same time, it's more of a toy than anything that when you, when you buy a boat, what does they say a boat stands for about another thousand, Right. You're putting money into a baseball team, and there is a chance you might not get that money back. Yes, your team's going to appreciate, but at the same time, and as the road goes, you're going to lose money on it. And for these owners to treat this like it's this baseball team is my livelihood. You know, even even the Steinbrenners, the Yankees are not their livelihood. George Steinbrenner made his money as the owner of a shipping company, and then he bought the Yankees. And, I mean, that's the one team that I was like, where did they get their money? You know, <laughs> yes, the Steinbrenners are independent, well, independently wealthy enough that they don't need to rely on the money the Yankees bring in. Every team is that way. I don't think the owners need to feel like they need to pinch the pennies. They, they need to pinch the players on this. Because eventually, like I said, I'll wrap up with this. If you put the product on the field it's the only product out there for anybody to take in as far as team sports go the money will come the money will come not this year because there are going to be obvious losses with with no fans in the stadiums but 
more eyes on the game this year means more eyes on the game next year and the next year and the next year. You could grow a whole new generation of baseball fans by playing baseball this summer and this fall. And they've got to get it figured out. They've got to get it figured out. It's frustrating. So frustrating. All right. Anyway, I'm going to make this nice, short, and sweet because I'm sure you don't want to listen to me ramble on about the frustration of MLB and MLBPA negotiations. Um, Don't forget to stop by the shop. As you can see, I've got three 9 Plus Us hats at shop9plusus.com or shop.9plusus.com, sorry. Or you can spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Uh, get yourself some hats. I've got my Corona Pirate shirt on tonight. And uh, don't forget to hashtag Rally for Tiff. Post that on your social media with a rally cap. We'd love to see it. And don't forget to stop by baseballtogether.com. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast, all that fun stuff. And like, subscribe, rate, review us. Tell your friends about us because we want to grow a community, grow our baseball family. And speaking of which baseball family, we will catch you next week. Thank you.